And this is Randy's number one Andy A songwriter full of comedy Got the tablet handy Andy Klein, Mr. On Time Slinging punchlines from the cut Walk at a straight line Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller Crowd killer, say hold up He's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter So we'll just tune in to 3SPN To the side puppet nation Let the party begin Pop Pop, Petey Romain, top of the list, J.L. Chadwick, Milner. the black eye who tips, might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice pink young bitch, you have an opinion, let's hear it, do it proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I'm on you, Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names, now let's come together, there's nothing else to say, let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the, hey, hey, Hey! What it is? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who else? Dominic Rivera. And we are three guys on. What's our name for Dominic, Andy? Well, I, I've only said it once on the podcast. It's got to uh, stick. I don't know if Dominic likes it very much. I don't but care. It's uh, Puerto, Puerto Rico Suave. <laughs> yeah, you said you were going to have a little tie-in clip. Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, but I didn't think you were into it, so I decided to. Suave. To just I want it that. now. You want it? Now he wants <laughs> Now he wants it. You right. brought it up. I want it now. Between episodes, I'm going to make a little, I'm going to add that little, little Puerto, thing together. Puerto Rico. Suave. Suave. Now he's happy. He's sitting here with his pistachios, trying to feed the muscles. Feed him, feed him, feed him. The em. swollen uh, Dominic Rivera here with us. Hey, people. Thanks, everybody, who caught us on uh, the Black Eye Tips. Yep. Thank you for the clowning of the uh, laptop. I deserve it. Well, it wasn't even the laptop. It was the desktop. Uh, the desktop, oh, yeah. My. When you switched to the laptop, it switched was Switched over the laptop, yeah. But now the laptop, they, I was telling Andy yesterday, it, it, the mother, I think the motherboard in it fried up. Did you get the laptop when you bought the desktop as like a little throw-in? <laughs> no. The laptop is a MacBook. <laughs> Laptop's a Mac. Holy shit. It my started smoking. Used, yeah. It's only like two years old, too. It might be. If she got Apple Care, it's fine. Yeah. That's when my wife was working at Apple. Oh, yeah. that's she a battery came, problem. She came home with it one day, and she's yeah. like, hey, I, I bought this. And I was like, okay, so we've been using it. If it's smoking, it's probably a battery problem. Yeah. And if I would assume people who worked there got Apple Care just because it's a perk. Well, you know, she don't know. But the, you know, warranties happens. are always one year on every everything, yeah. unless you buy some kind of care protection right. plan. But if you have Apple Care, they should just fucking replace it. Right. So and we need to take it over there, take it to one of the Apple stores and see. If they don't have Apple Care, let me know. I'll swap it out for you. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. oh nice. As long as it didn't fry anything too much, it just yeah, starts smoking and you shut yeah. it off. Well, that's what she she texted me. She said, "Oh, it's um, it was Abel was using it to start smoking." I said, "Well, unplug the motherfucker." Yeah, was <laughs> it on four twenty? Turn, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Happy four twenty, people. Was it celebrating four twenty? Perhaps I think it might have been celebrating it on its own. Yeah, it's like I can make it's Apple computer, but you can make a bong yeah. out of apples too. Yeah. Actually. Smoke it out the side. And welcome to anybody who's come over to us from the Black Guy Tips. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, we are usually the three of us. I'll give you the quick little rundown. It's the three of us, myself, Andy Klein, formerly Tim Miller. Now, uh, Tim is raising a daughter, so he's here when we can. We Sometimes, have a, Tim. We have a rotating 
cast of uh, what we call what has been dubbed. We didn't start calling this other people. Start calling it the sock puppet nation. I believe Ashanti dubbed that term. Might have been in an email. She Might said, uh, "I think it was Ashanti said uh, something like what's up, Randolph, Andy, and whatever sock puppet is sitting in for Tim today.'" Yeah. So that became that stuck. Yeah. And now sock puppet nation is uh, SPN. Yeah, uh, three so. SPN. Yeah, that's uh, it's PD Haywood. Haywood is SP one. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, PD, um, I guess, is sock puppet number two. Milner. Milner. Uh, we haven't had Romaine on in a while. We haven't had Russ on in a while. Right. Um, Frankie and Dominic are. They're not in the song, but uh, you know, it's a rotating thing. Yeah, it's a rotating thing. And new people get added, but there's other people. Philippe used to be on all the time. And Dominic has, or um, Russ has, eighty-seven children. So. Yeah. Fuck no, right. He has a lot of kids. Chad and JL when they're in town. Mm-hmm. Oh, people love um, Frankie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people do love Frankie. Frankie yeah. gets a lot of love from people. The jar. Like, people just respond. That damn energy, man. If she, yeah. she touches you with it, it's over. It's a wrap. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, she's... I'm trying to tell her the industry should come calling for her at some point if she keeps doing what she's doing. You always need a black woman like that, so... Well-spoken black girl. Right. <laughs> With a lot of energy. Articulate. Industry yep. loves that. That's so an archetype. Point they're going to come. Right now, it's Yamanika, <laughs> you know, who had, apparently has now taken a shine to Frankie, so I can see some of that beginning to rub off on her. There's always a few. There's always yeah. a handful. Aaron, Yamanika. Um, yeah, Aaron Jackson. Uh, the English, who's the English chick? Um, Gina? Gina Ishari, yeah. Now, understand something. I'm talking about funny <laughs> just just being black and standing there don't don't get it you you got to be funny everybody right. we named are very funny so don't Frankie don't think hilarious. That, don't think that that ain't got nothing to do with it because it's got a lot to do with it hey buy my album it's out uh, it's today is the 20 well the day if you listen to this on the day it goes up it's monday the 24th the pre-sale is in effect on iTunes and Amazon. Andy Klein Vintage. Let's just get search this for poppin'. it. Let's get this on poppin'. Tuesday the twenty fifth, it actually comes out. Comes out, so you can get it, get the whole album, and also you can get it, if you don't want to buy it on Amazon or iTunes, you can buy it on Google Play. You can buy it um, probably anywhere else. You can get it on CD Baby. You can stream it on Spotify, Tidal, Pandora, all that stuff. Starting Tuesday, mm-hmm. and um, and so you have no excuse. You've been warned. There you I'm go. I'm streaming it until I get a signed copy. It has begun. <laughs> I don't have the physicals yet. I want to sign it physical copy. Can y'all I sign a download card? <laughs> <Y'all> <laughs> can, <laughs> y'all just sign a download. I got some of those for you. With that little propaganda photo you have. That's on a great the picture. Cover. That is the, maybe the best comedy is album. Is that cover. like you and your brother? That's me and my brother. Mm. I want to see a one thirty years later in the same pose. <laughs> well, he's dead, so well, he's dead. it doesn't oh, work. Well, I fucked that up. <laughs> uh, this got weird. <laughs> um, he's around here somewhere in a box. And no, ashes. His, his ashes are upstairs. <laughs> upstairs. Yeah, but uh, his presence is. Do you want to pose him up? You want to pose him up together? <laughs> take a so like just for yourself. Right now. His presence is here. Um, <laughs> Here's what we can do. I can go get him. Andy, get the box. I'll take a picture and then I'll send it to you, and then you can blow it up. Yeah, and me Andy next will bring it back and sign it. <laughs> and then you've got the picture, and then his brother. There I'll you go. sign it as his representative. <laughs> um, <laughs> That picture was taken. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. That's why my ears are so red underneath my headphones right it's, now. It's cool. Your face is red. It's fine. Oh, God. That's fine. Dominic's banned from the podcast. Uh, Sock Puppet 15. You've, you've lost your rank. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, the picture was taken when I was between two and three years old. So I don't remember it being taken. I don't remember all the specifics or anything like that. But uh, it just randomly popped back up. And I was like, that's cool. That's a cool picture. And I think it's a really cool album cover, actually. Um, I thought about getting T-shirts with that picture on them. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Where did the where did the um this the Disney World picture come from? Who's that the girl? Was, the girl is my cousin who is a year younger than me. What picture is this? The one I posted on Facebook yesterday. I'll show you. I took Facebook off my phone. Uh, has it worked? Have you felt more like productive? It, it has. Free? You felt free? It has. Yeah. My my damn phone battery has been ten times better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'll check it through the web browser and shit, but yeah, it's made a big difference. Yeah. Well, please, you're not the one with the shirt off, are you? No, that's my brother. No, oh, that's okay. the the, um, the dead brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of us. I'm just making it so awkward. I got the, about an inch away from him when I said that. The caption says, uh, some people say I don't show a lot of emotion, but those people have never seen me at Disney World. Yeah. Which makes that a hilarious. I, I, retweeted, oh I retweeted it on my You have on my, to grow your hair out like that again. I, yeah, you know what? When you I got was a that, fryer tuck thing going on. No, on that's that fucking, uh, what's the kids from uh, Europe? Uh, uh, they say two days, the only other day. Oh, oh yeah, Oasis. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I could have rocked that look. Yeah, um, Oasis. Well, this was the 70s, though. Well, this probably was the early 80s, this picture. But back then, uh, I think a lot of people just had mops of hair. Why was he shirtless? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. How you get down in Disney World? <laughs> call him Andy Face of Sto- Andy Face of Stone Klein. I don't. Rem- <laughs> I vaguely remember even that trip yeah. at all. Like I remember s- sort of the parade that they do at night. Yeah. And yeah. it's a small world. So I don't know. I mean, he might have gotten his shirt wet. Maybe he took it off. Maybe didn't off it rains a lot there. I know yeah. where we went. You had to buy the poncho, so I could see that getting rained on. But that's me and my cousin is the girl in the middle. She's, um, she's, you know, my my cousin who lives in D.C. Mm-hmm. That's her older sister. Oh, that's the sister. Yeah. Moon. Well, that's the name she. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Back then it wasn't Moon, but yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> now it's, it is. it's um. <laughs> so that was from I don't know how old I must have been probably five at that point in that picture. What I mean, is that the was cousin like, in D.C. doing? That was I haven't 79. seen her since uh, since the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> She did well. I I uh, I drove her from. I drove her somewhere. I think I drove her back to the reception hall. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. swear, if something bad happens to me after this podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna be really pissed off. I drove her back to the reception hall. Not so suave. Where we sat down. Where we sat down and ate. Um, but that I have a lot of pictures uh, from that era. My dad was pretty into f- taking pictures the Instagram back the Insta, then and there was the Insta camera or just the uh, he had a lot of different kind of cameras I think he had and we had little Super 8 video cameras too of which I have some old pictures or uh, videos mm. okay but around oh, yeah, yeah. somewhere around middle school the pictures of us kind of stopped was Part that, of it was the thing. Does he, that rise with the the time of your mom and dad beefing? No, <laughs> they were always together. They were always probably beefing, but um, he left when I was in high school. I was fifteen, but okay. they uh, so they split up after that. But I think in middle school, a couple of things. One, I think he maybe just kind of got out of the habit of taking pictures. Uh, it wasn't you know you get a life, you got a family, you don't have time for hobbies. And two, I think you know you you hit middle school and you're like, Dad, stop. Yeah. So yeah. there's a kind of a point where a lot of the my son does that stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's a lot of pictures of us from that era though. Like the only one with me posed with my fist in the air, wearing <laughs> some kind of wrap around my head. But there's a lot of pictures from that and videos from the era of uh, you know me and me, my brother, cousins, things like that. And Disney World was probably it must have been 79 or 80. I vaguely Tur- remember Katie that. Katie Tours on Twitter talking shit. I've been to London, Paris, Singapore, Sydney, and New York, but congrats to Austin, Texas. I never paid $13 for two iced coffees until I met you. Who said that? Katie Tour from NBC. 
like that's that's pretty first world privileged problem of you. <laughs> uh, was she, is she at that moon tower or whatever? I suppose I got I got to answer. Is she that. paying like that's like you're, they're they're marking up the prices though. That's not probably the normal yeah, price. Yeah. Is moon tower in Austin? It yes. Isn't South by Southwest South by Southwest also in Austin? Too, yeah. Is everything in Austin? Is that I guess if you're going to Texas, you got to go to Austin. Moon Tower is it Austin? Yeah. Austin's April. like a big college, like a performance town too. Yeah, it's like this oasis in the middle of Texas, basically. I've never been. So progressive. It's like so different from the rest of Texas. Like people get it in Austin. I've never been there either, actually. I used to live there. It's so progressive. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's until so you get right outside the city uh, limits. No, it's not. Gary Clark Jr. is from there. Got that going for it. Yeah, something. So progressive. Like we have black no, guitarists. No. <laughs> no, it's not. In Austin. It's Texas. Like he's like he's like Jimi Hendrix. Just like him. Where's Texas in relation to San Antonio and Dallas? Austin? Austin. I mean Texas. Austin's, Where's yeah, Austin, Austin is is seventy miles uh going up from from um San Antonio. So it's an hour drive from San Antonio. Um, so it's like so that's North Texas area. Dallas is two is two hundred miles away from Austin. Oh, okay. So Austin to San Antonio is kind of like a little less than here to Richmond, a little more than here to Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a quicker drive. Yeah, because the, the highways traffic. are so laid out. Yeah, you know, you got to go through. Uh, so if I can remember them, so I remember the drive. You go through. You come out of San Antonio. You go through Selma, Shirts. Um. New Braunfels, San Marcos, Buda. These are all the no country for old men towns. Austin, yeah. <laughs> no, no country for old men is the other way. It's oh, deeper. These head, are all the social heading towards my wife's place. That's the. Those are all. Oh, the going down toward the border. Heading towards the border. That's the no country for old men. Yeah. Okay, just a lot of uh, dirt. Yeah. A lot of open, wide open spaces. Open tumbleweeds. space. Tumbleweeds. Yeah. Actual tumbleweeds. Yeah, and uh, lizards. Scrubby trees, low to the ground. Yeah. A lot of reptiles. Yeah. A lot of cold-blooded animals. Yeah, my daughter just asked me the other day, are there scorpions here? No. She's reading a book about scorpions. Oh, yeah. Are there scorpions here? No. Where are they? Texas. What? Texas. Oh, yeah. Have you seen them? Of course. Texas. They're around? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to go back to Texas anymore. Texas and South Asia. (laughs) That's it. Shake out your shoes. Sometimes. Well, you got those Once you see one in the house, you better start shaking your shoes out. Oh, because you put your foot in and they, they yeah. sting you. Yes. And then what happens? That you, they don't it kill you. It fucking oh, hurts. They, it can hurt and they can <laughs> yeah. kill you. They can fucking kill you. hurts for a long Shake time. Shake your shoes out. I guess do, do, do people just like put covers over their shoes then sometimes? Just shake them out. Just shake them out? Just what happens if I mean if it scurries out of your shoe? It's not going to run after you, right? It's going to no. run away? No. no, it's trying to get away from you. Yeah, it's not going to I would suggest you. you step on it. Well, that's it. Wouldn't sting you if you or move. Yeah, step step on it. If you step on it with a shoe on. Yeah, right. With a shoe on. Step on it, not with a bare foot. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, I've never. I don't know if I've seen a scorpion in person. Oh, yeah. I've seen. Uh, no, I haven't. Probably haven't. Tons in Vegas. In the Vegas? desert. Oh yeah, anything on the desert. Desert's fucking the desert in the ocean. Just stay away. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. Out in the desert, I've seen like brown recluse spiders. That's another one. Those could kill you, right? You gotta watch yeah. out. It's not well. Yes, they hurt like hell. They hurt like hell, and they make your skin die. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They kill you. That's the big. Tissue. That's the big one. They're so, another one that like to hide in your shoes and yeah. shit. So, like I said, once you see one, start shaking shit out. Yeah. 
because because there's more behind. You're the wall. going to see another one. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to see another one. Oh, somebody just I sent this cat a. Um, he asked me a book suggestion from the podcast. Thank you, Nels. Nels Erickson. Nels Erickson you, goes back to middle school with me. You motherfucker. Well, he just sent me. He sent me a we thing. We went to middle and high school together. What's a book suggestion? What was the book I was telling him about? And I sent him um, uh, Tyranny. Okay. He sent me back, hey, I got a book suggestion for you, Bill Cosby, Fatherhood. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one, baby. You know, the book, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a, it was a good book once. <laughs> it's all about the timing. Bill Cosby, Fatherhood. Hey, RIP. Oh, shout out also, by the way, before we get to that, shout yeah. out to... Um, Jay Kamau on Twitter tweeted at us said he just had Cajun Sparkle of Popeyes. God bless you both, he said. Yeah, that's the it, that's the reaction. What the hell is it, is it like magic dust? What does it taste like? It has an effect just on you. Good man, it, it just, has an it, effect. It pushes the taste of the chicken, which is already good. You sprinkle it, it as you go. Pushes it a little bit more. Sprinkle on the chicken as you go. Remember the first time you had Lowry seasoning salt? Uh huh. And it started pushing the taste of everything just a little bit more. It's, it's like that. It's that, but to another level. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, that. One time, okay, when we first, early in the podcast, I brought up Cajun Sparkle and you guys didn't know about it. Yeah, I didn't know and about it. I was it. like, yeah, I used to work at Popeye's. You guys never had, you guys never had it? Really? Like, really? So then um, you had had it. And then Tim, one time on the podcast, was like, yeah, hey, I, I tried that Cajun stuff and it wasn't very good. I didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Turns out he had poured all of it into his red beans and rice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And just stirred it up, and so you can't really taste it can't like that. Do that. You gotta like so. You, Put it a, on the chicken meat. Sprinkle as you go. Yeah, I like it on the fries too, and onion yeah. rings if you get those. Mm. Um, but it's just a seasoning packet. You just yeah. and they give you like three. They might you might get four if they fuck up, but they're not going to give you yeah. more. Than like that. you know the like the crispy part of the chicken, not so much the skin, but just like the breading on that's on the chicken. You know how when yeah. you get down, and you just sprinkle it on that and do that. Oof. I want to yeah. see if this shit's on eBay. I have uh, I have like <laughs> ten packs in there in the kitchen. Do you? Yeah, I save the ones I don't use. Because uh, I, I I use them all. So I, yeah, I'm not that heavy handed. Save the ones I don't use. <laughs> I use them all. I have a lighter time. touch. I'll yeah. go with I'll use one or two of the packets, and if I get three or four, I have a one or two left, and so I'll just keep them. I just I just use. Sometimes them. I'm making food here, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put Cajun Sparkle put on this. Cajun Sparkle on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, brother, for the uh, tweet. All right, P. Charlie Murphy. Uh, we didn't talk about that last week. It happened right after the podcast, I think. I think we were. I think we had recorded. Did we? Not? I think he died before we recorded, but we were talking to Samson. And we got off. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Well, R. P. I don't have any Charlie Murphy stories like every other comedian I know. Yeah. Never, you ever perform? Either one of you guys ever nope. perform? No, nope. I never met him. Never saw him perform yeah. live. All I know about Charlie is that no one has any. Uh, I haven't heard not one bad word about him. Which is odd from for comedians. I've never heard one bad word. Odd in a good way. Yeah. And uh a lot of respect for him, particularly from guys like Bill Burr, because Charlie made himself into a headline comedian. He just had, he started after the Chappelle show. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was about to say. He, he didn't start till after the show. Made correct? himself in yeah. and people would he'd he'd take gigs and he'd have to fill an hour. He didn't know how to do that. So he taught himself I have to say taught by watching uh, the comics. He was on the road. I think the first tour was Burr, uh, Donnell, and him. Yeah, it was like the first tour for off the Chappelle show. They went on the road together, and and uh, I guess he just watched Burr and Donnell and figured out how to do it. That's a hell of a class. And that to um, take. 
sometimes they said that sometimes when he would if he felt like he didn't give a good enough show he wouldn't take the money like he'd get like a five thousand dollar check he just wouldn't take it he would just tear it up in front oh thank you and just tear it up in front of people yeah i've turned down uh 15 bucks a few times Uh, because he yeah (laughs) because he felt like he didn't do the job i'm more in the line of a Chappelle. like hey man i get paid for the attempt right Right. He probably had all that added pressure and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 a lot of a lot of pressure. Well, that also could be the thing that he used to motivate himself to the, you know, you know what? I'm not going to take the money unless I do well. So I yeah, until get, I start doing well, better get good at this, yeah. you know. So that could be his. That could be what spurred him. When we talked to David Allen Greer, when we did had him on the podcast, he started comedy after In Living Color. Yeah. Or during in living, and it color. was Damon who hyped him up to go do it. He had guys like Damon Wayans and Tommy Davidson sitting in the back watching, going, "Don't do that." Like yeah. so, it's again good teachers. It's good to have mm-hmm. those guys as teachers. But um, similar thing, he had this stature, this fame, yeah. and how do you monetize that sketch comedy guy? Another guy I've never heard anybody say anything bad about. And yeah. I worked, I have worked with David with him a couple times now. Yeah, he's really legit nice guy. Headlining comic. <laughs> really so, what do y'all nice think guy. about the dudes who do start comedy after a little bit of fame? I think it depends on you, man. It's like anything else; it depends on you. And some you, people, you know the truth. Some people start comedy. Other people just start booking themselves in comedy clubs as appearances, almost. Mm. You know, like soap opera stars used to do that. They would go tell stories, and fucking housewives would show up and scream. Some people are in a comedy club, but they're not really doing comedy. So right. I got more respect for the ones who say, "I'm going to Dude, respect comedy. this, make myself into a comedian." Have y'all ever worked with Steve O? Or seen no, I've never seen there? him. No, I heard no. his crowd is very entertained. I don't think it's it's he doesn't stand do up, but he doesn't do comedy. He's in comedy clubs, but he's in know? comedy. Club. They don't know where to book him, but he doesn't do comedy. Yeah, and no, he staples his balls to things, things and shit like lights, that. Lights parts of his body on fire. Yeah, um, <laughs> nothing. You I, know, nothing I want to see. You know, the usual. <laughs> the usual. <laughs> <laughs> nothing I want to see. Puts a spike through something. <laughs> oh, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's more freak show than. Then, then, even a guy like uh, Tom Arnold, who actually started as a stand-up, I've went seen away Tom from stand-up Arnold. and came back to stand-up. Yeah, you know, he's just a long-form guy. He just tells stories. Yeah, you know, but nothing wrong with that. He it's tells just his stories style. about famous people that he knows. Yeah, which is fine. I saw him at the draft house. Yeah, which is fine. Not my thing, but it's fine. But he's good. I mean, yeah. he's a good. He's skilled at that. He's not like yeah. up there just hey, look, I'm famous. Yeah, for an hour. Unlike another person we know from Saturday Night Live, who. <laughs> I remember that day. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Former Saturday Night Live, yeah. not current. Not recent. So shout out to, to Charlie. You know, I know uh, they just had a thing up that uh, uh, D.L. Hughley and, and George Lopez got tattoos right here on their hand. Darkness. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> <Or> tribute. <laughs> you see that so shade meme? Like that, darkness. I know. I saw that. <laughs> like, was why that are the, people shading? Was that the Root that tweeted that? Uh, Who tweeted uh, that? Bossett probably or some shit like that. Uh, they they t- it was because it was at Charlie's funeral. Right, it was a bunch of comics. It was like Chappelle, Neil on one side, and Chappelle on the other side. Neil Brennan. Uh, it was like comedic geniuses and George and Lopez. George yeah, yeah. DL was in the picture. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was major shade. Yeah, I mean, I get is it is it that they didn't like people don't like George George or is it because of that specific incident? I think he, it's the recency of that specific incident. The heckler. probably he called her a bitch a lot. But there's a thing on. Um, <laughs> DL has a thing on on his radio show where he he said exactly what I thought about it. So, I mean, I don't give a fuck. She should keep her mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> she should keep her mouth shut. It's jarring if you haven't been in that comedy club before and seen right. that. You don't know. 
It's the root was uh, who tweeted that. You don't know the bit, and the the bit that George is even doing is about how his grandmother and and Mexicans don't like black people. That's a true thing. That's not he's making the shit up. Yeah, <laughs> we're just sensitive as shit right he's now. He's telling That's the truth. Uh, Comedian geniuses and George Lopez gathered to pay the last respects. Here's the picture. It's Neil Brennan, D.L. Hughley. Is that Cedric also? Cedric, uh, yeah, George Lopez in the middle. Then Eddie Griffin, Donnell, yeah. and Chappelle. Uh, another there's another dude there. I don't I don't know. Donnell. No, not you know Eddie what it Griffin. was Donnell because I was looking. I was like, who the fuck is that? I was That's like, Donnell. Oh, Donnell. Yeah, another DC guy. Yeah, him and Chappelle. Ashy the classy. And um, George Lopez is like dead center in the picture. <laughs> I fucked him up with that headline though. <laughs> yep. Did he respond? I wonder if he responded. I don't know. I feel like that would have been uh, no cause covered. That's giving that's also giving weight to it if you respond to it. Yeah, there's a there's I guess there's an art to it because if you do it right, if you here's what it is. If you're uh, if you're someone basically, it's like it's dealing with a heckler. If the crowd also hates that person and you, you hit them hard, then you're great. People love mm-hmm. it. If the crowd doesn't hate that person and you're an asshole to them, then you're the asshole. Oh, yeah. So like George Lopez, the audience for the root might be like, yeah. you know. But if, if, uh, if they took a shot at someone that the root's audience liked, let's say yeah. Solange, for example. Yeah. Then it would be a clapback. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, oh, look at that clapback by Solange when she went back at the root. Right. If George Lopez comes back, it's like sad old man yeah. uh, responds to a tweet. Responds you to know? a tweet. Sad. He's yeah, just sad like old Donald man. Trump. Sad. What a great clapback. Yeah. So George Lopez, I guess, uh, I guess parts of his audience would call it a clapback, but mm-hmm. the people maybe who are uh, reading that tweet and liking it. We yeah. just think it's sad. Sad. Well, they were all on the road together. He was on that thing that on that tour that Georgia put together, that Black and Brown Get Down. Yeah. Charlie was on that. Was part of that. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any emails? No, you know what? We don't have any emails. Ooh, I don't think. Let me email. check. We got one last week that we didn't actually read, but I did allude to it during the podcast last week. It was just uh, one of our listeners. It was also Cajun Sparkle related. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn Cajun <laughs> It was from Jen We know Jen uh, This just happened She sent a picture With two packs Of Cajun Sparkle This just happened Thank you for introducing Cajun Sparkle to my life Since I take off The crispy skin Gasp The sparkle adds That something special Life as I knew it Will never be the same That's true But I kind of I can't I can't co-sign The taking off of the skin I don't give up On all the skin That's the best part I don't give up on all this good. But that's uh, that's who sent that email. We know we know Jen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was from last week. We didn't get any emails this week at all. Three guys on at Gmail. If you guys want to email us, what did it say? <laughs> she took the skin off. She said, uh, "Thank you for introducing me to Cajun Sparkle, or interesting Cajun Sparkle in my life. Since I take off the crispy skin, the sparkle adds that something special." Um, I guess you know. So like, does this shit sparkle when it comes out of the pack? <laughs> yes. No, it does. Well, you, when you open up the pack, like light shoots out glitter. of the pack. It's Cajun like, glitter. Light shoots out of the pack, and then <laughs> so then Sylvester starts playing. Do you want to rock? Don't you want to rock? And then the Cajun sparkle. Do you want to rock with me? And then you start you start putting it on. You have to wait till he says me. Then you you put it on. Then when you, you sprinkle it, it, it comes out. It forms the shape of a dick on your chicken, mm-hmm. and you eat the dick. <laughs> while while do you want a rock? Is playing it and you it. love it. Mm-hmm. You, he doesn't feel gay at all. And then you sing too. 
make me feel. And then you start singing. You know what this is turning into? You make me feel. This is like, because uh, we're talking about how great Cajun Sparkle is. Monterey. And this doesn't sound great to you. Make me feel. And you're going to start singing Sylvester songs. This is, this is like when Monterey. people talk to me about doing drugs. And they tell me like, oh, you don't do drugs? And they tell me all the shit that they did, they, which to me sounds horribly embarrassing and not fun at all. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I was doing, I was like tripping. Well, I don't know just where the- asking for it sounds like a fucking drug transaction. <laughs> yeah. Some of them will give you the side eye, like, oh, you know, it's, it's, they know you're a made guy. That's just how you yeah. know, they know you're a made guy. <laughs> when you, you know about the sparkle. The sparkle is what you know I call the, it. You know the, the door knock. <laughs> <laughs> is he cool? Yeah, he's yeah, cool. He knows the knock. Is that the only thing on the Popeye's secret menu? Well, we went over this a couple weeks ago with Haywood. There's something that was on when I worked there. This is how I know about Cajun Sparkle. They had a barbecue chicken sandwich, which they don't have anymore. Mm. But you can make it at home. Uh, we didn't have bread. We just used two biscuits as the bread for the sandwich. We took a couple pieces of chicken off the rack when people ordered it, which is rare. Um, took the skin off, and then we just basically peeled the meat off of like the thigh or whatever with some tongs, kind of shredded the meat, put some barbecue sauce on it, and put it on two biscuits as the buns for the barbecue chicken sandwich. And that was That the, sounds good. Yeah, it's fucking great. And that was on the menu, but it's not there anymore. But you can make that yourself easily. So Just basically that was a pulled barbecue pulled chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> buy pulled some chicken. buy a couple thighs because they're juicier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can you can keep the skin and just have it yourself. Uh, but we would just put, take the skin off, throw it away, and then we would just take some tongs and pull the meat off the chicken, get a bowl with some barbecue sauce, toss it around in there, and then Slice open two biscuits. Shit. Make you two <laughs> you barbecue now. chicken I'm hungry sandwiches. now. I ate fucking sushi before I got on here. <laughs> you hungry now. Yeah. Now so uh, that's not, not, not really a secret. When I'm on my way home. Not a secret menu. Here's another, uh, not really a secret, but um, they have mashed potatoes with Cajun gravy at Popeye's. All right. So I guess they still have it. So like it's gravy. It's a little spicy. Uh, but we would not just use the gravy on mashed potatoes. We would put it on the Cajun rice. We would put it on a lot of stuff because the gravy was good. So you can ask for just gravy. And if you get the Cajun mm-hmm. rice, for example, try it with the with the mashed potato gravy. All right. I'm going to rent like gravy. a 67 Cadillac. <laughs> go through the drive through window. Yeah. <laughs> just go get some of that Cajun sparkle, baby. All right. Let me get none of this is on the menu. You ready for my order? Are you uh, ready? Here we go. I need two thighs and eight biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Two thighs and biscuits. Uh, give me some gravy. Just gravy. You can charge me for the mashed potatoes. I don't want the potatoes. Yeah, I just want the gravy. Yeah, I just want the gravy. I want to, however big the cup for the mashed potatoes is, fill that with gravy. Do you guys have barbecue sauce? All right. I'll get my own barbecue sauce and uh, Cajun sparkle. Yeah. Oh, and sh- you know what? Another shout out? Shout out to Chris Rock. This is a this is a good um, lesson for comedians. Chris Rock is at the top, top, top of the game right now. Think about it. Think about it like this before we start this. And you can stop with trying to argue with me. Just fucking actually, sit down. Actually, Louis better. And every show that he's gone on, he puts his he puts his people down. He's had recently he had Judo open for him. He's had a tell open for him. Just when he was in Ohio last week, he had Arsenio. Come out. Chappelle showed up. Chappelle came out and did. And oh, did I saw time. that picture. Arsenio, Nate Bargatze so, open. He's had Nate open for him. He, you know, he's had Janelle James open for him. He's he's had got Artie opening for him. That's just that's a lesson to comedians that stop all this scary. Ego. First of all, everybody he puts on in front of him is amazingly funny. And he don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> you know, as opposed to some of this bullshit comedians that we see, and there's a lot of them. 
who put people who are not funny in front of them purposely to make well, themselves Well, they're like not at that level yet. Right. They're protecting themselves. Right. Because right. They, and if you protect yourself, you're never going to get to that level. Yeah. You're never going to get to that level. You protect yourself by putting weak, weaker things in front of you. How are you going to get better? Well, speaking of people who turn themselves into stand-ups, yeah. Tim Meadows, after SNL, uh, who's not the former SNL person we were talking no, about. No, he's right? not. <laughs> um, he started doing stand-up again because, like, what are you going to do? you got to make mm-hmm. money, your name. And he came to the draft house, and we, we put Seton Smith in front of him. Right. And Seton was a monster at that point. Right. Like, he was a beast. And Seton was blowing Tim Meadows off stage. But Tim Meadows was in the back like, this is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. He was full That's on. Dope. He was like, this is what I need. This is what I need. And and <laughs> guess what? The next time he came through, he was better. And he the time he came through after that, after he, that was he was better. Better than that. I yeah. saw Seton on Crashing. Did you? I haven't yeah. watched Crashing yeah. much. I've watched I like one episode. I much either. I liked it. Uh, yeah, on it. is on it. Greer DC. threatened to kick his ass. <laughs> you halfway to an ass woman. <laughs> Rachel you know. Feinstein was in it. Yeah. Artie Lang's in it. Yeah. A lot of comics are in there. TJ Miller. That's another thing about Chappelle speaking of Rachel, Fein- Rachel Feinstein. You know, um, Chappelle does this movie. He put everybody in the movie. Just rock, a little. S- rock, excuse yeah. me. He put everybody in the movie. Just a little small. Whether it be a big role like Kevin Hart had a bigger role, or just a small Leslie Jones just pops up at the club role. Michael Che just pops know, up. Dan Natterman just at the, at the club. Just and Che was just in the room, <laughs> you know. But you're in a movie. He's just like, I'm gonna put my people down. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a that's a. I think that's a. I don't think that's that message should be overlooked by comedians. Of well, at the same time, when we're trying to get feature spots and the headliners bring in openers, we're like, oh man, you yeah. know. So it's it. It well, it depends. Two ways. If if you look at the opener and you open it like oh, this motherfucker. Well, even so, if you're just I trying to get the, on, if you're just trying to get spots, doing, I see what the fuck you're doing? Even if they're bringing us someone who's funny, it's like yeah, yeah. but now there's fewer spots right, for, for the right. local comics who are trying to move up their ladder. Mm-hmm. So uh, it does cut both ways. But if you can be the guy opening, good gig, you know. Yeah. If they're taking you out on yeah. the road. Yeah. So get some funny friends. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, people tell me that all the time. They're like, I'm like, my friends are funny. I don't, I don't concern myself with, <laughs> with. A, right. What do you guys do when you're when you bomb? I'm like, my friends very rarely bomb. Right. We were talking about that the other day at the, um, at Big Hunt, uh, that uh, it's enjoyable for me to watch, uh, Andy bomb or watch Tim bomb or, uh, because one, it's it doesn't panic them. And Tim never panics. And they'll make it fun yeah. for yeah. me mm-hmm. when they start bombing. So we're having a good time. The audience may not be. Right. But it's not enjoyable for me to watch a kid bomb because there's there's nothing good coming. There's nothing fun coming out of it to watch some kid going no, down No, there's kind of panic it's mode not, sometimes. Yeah. We've not, all been there. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, it used to be fun to watch. But now it's like, I don't, I don't want to watch some kid bomb. Yeah. But I'll watch Tim bomb or Andy bomb all day. You can watch me bomb. You have I'm to gonna, wait a while. I'm gonna have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a great time while I'm bombing. When's the last time you bombed? Uh, that wasn't working on new shit. Bomb bombed. You ate that fat proverbial Cajun sparkle. Double playing in the back, Dick. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I want to. Th- I feel like I bombed somewhat recently. A short set. You're talking about not working on new stuff, actually doing a set. Yeah, you didn't have a notepad up there, no shit like that. You went up there and you just, you ate it. You knew right off the bat, oh, fuck. I saw it, well, that's the thing. I had a set of Beer Baron about two, three months ago that was like that, <laughs> definitely. Because whoever went before me did really well. And I was like, okay, ride the wave. That was me. 
and, uh, <laughs> and uh, no, <laughs> and I'm, they didn't, just weren't feeling me. Like they yeah. just weren't into it. And, but I don't. It's no panic. I used to. You know what I used to do when in those moments where, because now it's like you do comedy enough. You're like these bits have done well. Yeah. This bit has done well nine hundred times. times. Yeah. So you guys are wrong. Yeah. You know, like that. I used to sarcastically, which is something I picked up from probably watching too much of Tell. I would just get real sarcastic with the bit. Like, anyway, so you guys seen this, huh? <laughs> just to entertain myself. Yeah. I kind of stopped doing. That. I should probably do that more when I'm not doing well, just because I know this is a funny bit. You guys know it too, but you're judging instead of yeah. laughing. So I would just get like over the top like snarky with the crowd open mic wise if it's a real show i'm trying to do the job you so know like, who i like to see do that and he doesn't bomb is when they turn on him sometimes it's Petey. yeah <laughs> oh my i love it i love it Petey's the best at it I yeah had a bad set the other night but i was not working and they weren't really newest jokes i'm just trying to figure out a way to string them together and i didn't have a good set like but it was a kind of set where half the audience was loathing me but then all the black people lines were loving me, so I was having a great time. So you're saying the white people didn't like it? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, they didn't like it at all. They were anti-white they chunk. They were loathing me. They were loathing me. That's when we started talking about bombing. Yeah. And I was having a great time, you know. But an actual show to to like just, but I've come off not being satisfied plenty of times. But bombing's different. But bombing is. Bombing is like uh, uncomfortable, tense, yeah. silence. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll play to that pocket. That pocket yeah. of people like, okay, you guys, yeah, I'm yeah, just going to do well with I'm going to do well with you. With that table. You know, you know what happens is the reason why you kind of stop bombing like that is because you know how to how to pull out of it. And what did it you say that shit was hit the rails or the skids or something? You turn into ship. the skid. Yeah. Yeah, you well, and then you can change up. You can be like, all right, let me try a dick joke. I'll let me try this, this, let me try that. And then if you if you have polish, the crowd feels comfortable that you're driving the bus. Even though the last joke didn't do well, they feel okay. It's uncomfortable for the crowd when you get uncomfortable. They don't want they yeah. don't want you to bomb. Mm. They want the show to go well. So if you if the bit doesn't go well but you still seem like you're in charge, it's fine. Yeah. You know? But if you were like get on the panic mode, like, all right, uh, anyway, uh, jeez, well, uh, what else? Anyways, uh, man, what it was, else? It feels funny in the car. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> how much time I got? Yeah. That is rough for the crowd, too. Yeah. Because oh, you know what? I got a question. I should have asked you offline. What do you do when you, what have you done? Say you don't see the light and you have, and you know you should be getting off, but you don't see the light coming. What do you keep, what do you do? I just wrap up. I look for the host. Yeah. Sometimes if you haven't gotten the, the lights because there's a reason. Like yeah. they need you to stretch. The host is had to go out, leave the room for a second. The next comic's not ready. So if I thought I should have had the light, I'll look for the host. And if they're kind of standing where they should be standing to get you off stage, I'm like, okay, cool. Get so off stage. is the no-no never to say how much time I got left? I I've don't. Wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that in a paid show. I'll do it at a... I don't know if a mic. Yeah, that's just it. my thing. I, I I just don't like doing it. If, but that's if just you me. have to, you have to. Yeah, you but there's really no way. Me a couple if times. I couldn't see the light. You really yeah. feel it, but you. But see, here's the thing: is you got to tell the person who's doing the light. You yeah. learn to do this. You tell them don't take that light off until you acknowledge it. You will not. That's that'll usually clear that up. Whoever's again, doing if, the light, you keep that light on me till I acknowledge you with a head nod. If it feels like you're driving the bus, though, if you're on stage at the improv and you feel like I've been up here for. Over twenty minutes, it feels like and it's, it's too twenty long. minutes set. I know the headliner's here because he was here before the show, so it's not right. like he's not here yet. If you've with polish, say, "Hey, did you guys give me light yet?" 
Okay, cool. All right, let me let me go to this, yeah. and you just you just like smoothly transition out of that. It's fine. Yeah. But if you go like, hey, uh, how much time? How much time do I have? Much, oh, hey, uh, uh, guys, uh, and also now a club like the Improv, they have, there's a clock on stage, so yeah. you oh, should. Oh, there a clock now? Yeah. Yeah, you should check it when you walk out because I've had shows where there's clocks. State Theater has a clock, but I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't check the clock when I started, so I don't. It doesn't matter what time it says. Mm. They don't have a, It's not a timer. It's an actual mm. clock. So if it's like 8:05, you have to know it's 8:05 when you go on. I swear, stopwatch. Well, digital stopwatch. Yeah. I'm just that throws me off. I did my phone as a clock, and then I saw the time come up, and I couldn't see the light or the guy. Yeah, and I started panicking. Like I know I've been up here for like eight nine minutes now. Where you know what I've done do though? Mm-hmm. You can set your phone with a timer to vibrate instead of beep. And so I'll put my phone in my pocket with a ten minute timer, and when it hits ten ah. minutes, I'll feel the vibration. Hopefully, if your phone mm-hmm. vibrates hard enough to feel it, and then you don't really need the light because you've got you've given yourself the light. So I've done that, uh, but you know, it's if you're smoothly say, oh, hey, how, how long am I up here? Cool, uh, I'll do okay. one more. Okay, cool. Let me do this I one do more one thing, more. and you're fine. Yeah. But uh, just I always just tell the person, don't take the don't, don't take the light off me until I nod at you, mm-hmm. which has been a big problem at the draft house. Yeah, because <laughs> the likes new to, one. He likes to, no, no, the old because he has to do the no, the new one's fine. No, the old one he's far away, but he'll. Yeah, he likes to do this flashy thing. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> Hold it, dude. I don't know what's happening back there. It could be somebody lighting a thing, doing playing with I don't know what the fuck's happening yeah. there. Hold that motherfucker till Well, pre cell phones, uh people would just hold a candle up. Yeah. You see a floating candle just back in the room. Because right, yeah. tables would have candles on them. Oh. And uh people would just hold up a candle. It some places have flashlights, a lot of them would just have that candle in the back. So you'd see the floating How candle. How the fuck do you see a candle past the lights and shit? You can see it. You just oh, see you it. Can? It's darkness. See it. There's darkness out there. Darkness and all of a sudden, this, this candle starts floating around. Like, yeah. oh, there, okay. Or they'll like move their hand in front of the candle so you oh. see a flicker. The first club I started in had a big red light on the wall. Yeah. And we just flick the switch on the light, and this big-ass red light would come on in the back. Uh, the Broadway in New York has that. Thorogood Inn had a light on the floor. Right, which was fucking weird. Only the like, comic could see it. I didn't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Only the comic could see it, uh, but you realize, how often do I look down? I mean, yeah. You know, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't notice sometimes, but it was right there in front yeah. of you, at least. I didn't like that one. One time I was at Thorogood, and they, that was the first time I blew a headliner off the stage. At, at the Thoroughgood end, they brought me a note to stretch. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, go longer. Because uh, a waitress brought me a note. Here you go. Like, like he wasn't there this? yet or something. I opened up the, no. <laughs> he was there. Okay, so what happened? You were fucking awesome. The and then first, he closed the, the note. first show, I just did better than him. So the second show, they brought me the, They brought me a note. They just said, here. And I opened it up and said, go longer. And I said, oh, oh. Okay, so maybe he had to take a shit. Yeah, that was my thought. I said, "All right, well." So I just kept going on, and then the light, and then the red light came on, and then I, I got off. Then when I got off, the the little the little blonde girl, the little oh, the woman, manager, yeah, yeah, she was like, "Yeah, um, we all just kind of felt that you're you're uh, doing better than him, so we want to see you tomorrow. We want you to go longer." Tomorrow. Fuck you, baby. And I know that's what I should have said. <laughs> I said, "Do you want to see you go? Can you go longer tomorrow on both shows?" And we just kind of want to see. I said, "Okay." So same thing, and on the first show at Thur- at the Thurgood, at the first show they were filming a uh, reality show where a guy is trying to get back with his ex wife, and he takes her on a date, and he took her to a comedy club. <laughs> so immediately I was like, "Really, man? You're trying to get back with her, and you brought her to this? Yeah, this yeah. is where you brought her. This yeah. is, this was your plan. Yeah, 
I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know how much you want her. I mean, I'm just saying, man. You know, the crowd's loving it. So, and then at the end of the night, she was like, "Hey, we're gonna bring you back as a headliner." And that was the, I think that was the second club I headlined in this area. Did I, they close down shortly after that? Well, I came back and I headlined. <laughs> they did. Yeah. I came back and I headlined. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then I they, had another. I had another date. And then they shut down. Six months later, to come back and headline again, and the yeah. weekend before, I was coming back for the second headlining spot. That I, after I was going to do again, they shut down. That's a good room too. It was a good it's a room. fun room. What was it called? Thoroughgood Inn yeah. Comedy Club. It was in Virginia Beach. Yeah, mm. they had a previous location. I didn't start working it until that location though. Uh, they, but they had been around for years. It was like a strip mall. Going through a couple owners, and then I think those the last owners were just like, "Eh, let's try something else." You know, it's too much work trying to get crowds. Yeah. In there. But uh, they had they had a good like you know built in audience. They were around for years. Good food, all that. Yeah, good food. Nice hotel. Yeah, the hotel was a little sketchy. Yeah, I didn't mind it. The hotel was a Ramada Inn. Yeah, that people lived in. <laughs> well, oh, it was one of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. one time, because um, my wife would go down there with me sometimes when we were we weren't married yet. But it was like, hey, weekend at the beach. You know, we got we got a hotel. We're ten minutes from the beach. So, one time, we got into our room and uh, we we're like, I didn't know they had microwaves in these hotel rooms. There's a microwave in there. I've been there a few times. I was like, they don't know. This is maybe they're upgrading. There's a microwave in here. And then, uh, like at fucking six or seven a.m. the next morning, is knocking at the door, just banging on the door. And we kind of were like, "What the fuck is that?" Kind of peek outside. There's two dudes uh, sitting. One of them's like sitting on the hood of the car because this is one of those hotels, yeah. motels, yeah. where you, you just up. drive right up to the door. <laughs> and the other one was at the door. Young guys, uh, two young black men, <laughs> and one of them had like a like a, a big afro, like you know, like so. But so you could kind of even just peering through the curtain, you could see his hair already. You know, like what's who's that? What? And then so my wife, he, he saw my wife, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, like wrong, wrong room." And then uh, so we called the front desk. Like, hey, Cuddy, you got that microwave? <laughs> <laughs> we called the front desk, and we were yeah, like, "Get that microwave." <laughs> We were like, did you guys, are we in the right room? Is this, is this someone else's room? Because, you know, people showed up at looking for someone else, clearly. And they were like, oh, no, someone, right before you guys checked in, someone had just checked out who had been living there for a month. And uh, we were like, oh, that's the microwave. It was probably that. He was, might have been dealing drugs out of that room for all we know. Like, who shows up at 6.30 in the morning? Got to bake them pies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, and then, like, later, I think someone else showed up at the door. Like, there was another knock. Like, this guy was just living at this place for, this is his address until right before we checked in this, you know, room whatever, 138 or whatever it was. So there was room a little bit of, like, there's a little random sketchiness to that hotel. But they had, like, a Mongolian barbecue or something yeah, in, in I the ate hotel. Yeah, there a couple times. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was not bad. Not bad. Then I went out on the beach and ate there. Yeah, and that's when you realize yeah, black people don't know how to how to handle beaches. Y'all are that's a pretty black area. You're doing this wrong, yeah, down the beach with Tim's. That's not <laughs> doing this wrong. <laughs> you're not doing it right. This is not how it's done. That's funny you say some shit like that because I got the reverse weather. I used to snowboard and ski a lot. Yeah, 
And every fucking time I go snowboarding, I see at least one brother snowboarding in a pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah, like you're doing this wrong, like, man. What the fuck you are gonna you be doing, wet, man? You're going to be wet and cold. <laughs> jeans <laughs> soggy as shit. For the rest of the day. You ain't doing this right, man. Bad idea jeans. <laughs> Look around and ask like, somebody. Bruh, I know it says it says South Pole, not North Pole North on the North jeans. North, yeah. Come on. Look around, man. Every fucking time. Yeah. Oh, God. White dude's got the snow pants on. Yep. Yeah. They got the whole outfit. Whole outfit. Yeah. So what did y'all think of the of the Aaron Hernandez jokes? I know what y'all think, but fine. Well, what's, why, why would people? I don't understand why people. I didn't. I, it baffled me. I get it. Oh, I you understand mean like why. all the people like he, his daughter ain't got a daddy? I don't or, give a fuck. There's a certain segment of people who shit on jokes. That's their role in life. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a comic or if it's something else. They just shit on comedy. It's not right. You shouldn't joke. It's the wrong place for that. On and on and on. If it's a fucking HBO special can see Andy's or face Netflix right special <laughs> or people riffing on Facebook. It's, no, you can't. Stop. Stop it. What are you doing? Well, that's some online Jesus folk that want to be all Christian online. Right, right. Yeah, or just they want to they so police people. That's what I said. People. That dude was a piece of shit murderer. Piece of shit. So I'm supposed a to fucking not, bum. I'm not supposed to not make Joe. He's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Or he was, excuse me. Right. <laughs> he was a piece of shit. I'm supposed to not say anything about that? Why? Because he killed himself? Okay. Even if someone who's not a piece of shit dies, it's okay to make a joke. It's okay. It's fine, <laughs> you know? But the daughter thing, like, first of all, I don't even, I didn't know he had a daughter. Yeah. Till like, till that day, till he died. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, how, I'm not caping for this stranger. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like all these people, are like, oh, what about this, the daughter? Or this little waterhead girl? I don't know yeah. her. You don't give a fuck about daughter. You didn't know he had a daughter. Yeah. How many people knew he had a daughter? Yeah. I'd... And also, he didn't give a fuck about his daughter, which is one of the or reasons you joke about. It. Yeah. Exactly. You, make, yeah. you joke about this guy who didn't give a fuck yeah. about that situation. He took away somebody's somebody's loved one. Yeah. He, he took, took away someone's shit. Someone else's son. And I'm convinced he has bought more than one body on his name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced of that. Probably all the way back to Miami. Yeah. Well, where the fuck he went to school? Florida. 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 Well, he has uh, his body now. Yeah, on his name. yeah, on his name. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. I don't know exactly how you do that teardrop. Yeah, do do you, people get posthumous teardrops? Do you teardrops? put a teardrop while he's in the casket? Yeah, we got to teardrop that first. Do they make like a little sticky teardrop? You stick on his face. You know, I, I mean, I guess you put it on his casket, like right put on, on his casket. <laughs> put a teardrop on the side of the casket. Now, is it a big teardrop on the side of the casket or a little teardrop on the side a of the casket? Just a little teardrop, Just a little teardrop. teardrop. on the side of the casket. Right next yeah. to his boyfriend's name. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, he apparently his prison was, his prison boyfriend. He was trying to cover he was that's the the fucking rumor that came out yeah. on the New York Post or whatever. Well, he wrote that, his prison boyfriend a, a letter before he before he died. And the, he killed Odin Lloyd because Odin Lloyd was possibly going to out his bisexuality and all that stuff. Um you know, he was a, a sensitive thug, apparently. <laughs> thug tears. A tough guy. See you at the crossroads. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, this <laughs> is. Miss everybody. <laughs> miss everybody. And you think that was echoing in his head as he was, <laughs> as, as the air was getting <laughs> less and less and the light was starting and then like the the flashing flowers were, the blooming darkness was coming over. Right before he yeah. died, he said, and I miss my uncle Charles, <laughs> y'all. Yeah. Gotta be strong, gotta move on. <laughs> And now all his loved ones, including his four-year-old daughter, are going to be singing this the first of the month. Yeah, 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 uh, exactly. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm yeah. going to sing a gangster. Uh, 
Aaron Hernandez, this is Newsweek. Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez's sex life probed as murder motive, police source says. So this is this is the motive for the murder itself. Of Odin Lloyd. The one that he was in jail for. On April 19th, sometime before 3 a.m., Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez, a former star of New England Patriots, whatever. Yeah, okay, so he died. Scrawled three notes, one to his fiance. The mother of his little girl. He also put John three sixteen on his forehead in blood. Supposedly on his yeah. forehead. <clears throat> now, do we know that that was an actual Bible verse, or was he reaching out to his, John, his guy named John, who he was going to, he was going to give up the butt to at three sixteen in the morning? In the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know. It's possible. Maybe that was. You probably can't have a, like a, a, a calendar date book in your jail yeah. cell. So he kept his calendar on his forehead. March sixteenth. It's me and John. Yeah, John three sixteen a.m. Uh, John's coming over. Or that was his girth, three inches, <laughs> three sixteenths of an inch. Yeah, he measured it. Uh, he had three notes, one to his fiance, the mother of his little girl, one to the daughter, and a third to his close prison friend. So this is like a prison gay relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what Chappelle calls it. And placed them next to a Bible in his solitary prison cell. So Bible. Mm. Uh, the Bible was opened to a section of the New Testament, John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him would mm-hmm. not perish but have eternal life. Yeah, see, you would be one of the ones who killed him, though. <laughs> that would be you would be right. one of the ones who took him away. He had scrawled that verse on his forehead with red ink, not blood, I guess, and also made marks on his hands and feet with that red pen as oh, though mimicking the, uh, stigmata. The stigmata, yeah. Associated with the crucifixion of oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking whack doodle. It's probably CTE. <laughs> Uh, then the 27-year-old former NFL star serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole for murder jammed the track of his cell door with cardboard to prevent guards from coming in, slicked the floor with liquid soap and shampoo. So it's like a fucking Benny Hill sketch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they come, oh, no, we got to save him. And they all go falling. Yeah, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Yay, whoop. It was prison KY jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Yakety sack starts playing. <laughs> Slick the floor with liquid soap and shampoo, which investigators believe he did to make it harder for him to back out in case he lost his nerve. Wrapped his bed sheet around his neck multiple times and then tied one end of it to a bar on the window of his cell. A corrections officer saw his limp body through the cell door at 3.03 a.m. see you at the crossroads. And tried to resuscitate him. Hernandez was then rushed to UMass Hospital where he was pronounced dead at 4.07. It was an ugly end to the four manifold stars of ugly life. I'm going to miss everybody. Where's the part? Of course he ended ugly. He lived ugly. (laughs) He lived ugly. That's a reminder of that old Herbie Gill joke. Well, we said a basketball player... The basketball player was, uh, he was a really good basketball player for a murderer. He said, no, that murderer had a really good jump shot. That's, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the main thing was the murder. It's the murder. That dude he was, was a murderer. He was convicted April 2015 for shooting and killing his friend Odin Lloyd, seemingly without motive. But it was only 2015? Yeah. yeah. That seems like it was a long time ago. It was a quick though. turnaround time on that one. Yeah. yeah. Interviews with multiple law enforcement officials directly involved in the case say Lloyd, a semi-pro football player who was dating Hernandez's fiance's sister, so the mm-hmm. two of them were dating sisters, had information the football star did not want out that he was bisexual. One of the notes left by Hernandez was to his prison boyfriend, who is now on 24-7 suicide watch. Mm-hmm. He gonna kill himself, If too. I can't have Aaron. No one can. I can't live. We were gonna live our lives together in here. I can't live, man. We were gonna get a cell together, and we were gonna just You know, he spread that, that our dish liquid on the floor because I'm the one that kept the KY. <laughs> just, if he would have had the sometimes KY. Sometimes he would spread the dish liquid on me. 
He was like, hey, you bring the KY. I don't want it in my cell. I was like, all right. And now he has used dish liquid and shampoo. He hid the, the KY indignant. in the Bible. He probably had like a little cutout. He got the little, the little cutout. <laughs> the Old Testament. Uh, <laughs> got the little, the little cutout, Shawshank Redemption cutout Bible. <laughs> salvation, salvation. To, the salvation in the entrance to my ass lies within. <laughs> Uh, he uh, so the boyfriend, the prison boyfriend, is on twenty four hour suicide. One of my watch. clients was telling me that you'd be surprised how many of these big guys are actually the bottoms. She said you'd be surprised how many yeah. these, how many of these big these big rugged dudes. That well, the thing is though, be getting blown out. Yeah, if <laughs> that they're the bottoms to some little some little mousy librarian looking dude. The problem is, <laughs> if, I got gay clients. People, they 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 hit me to the world. If one percent <laughs> of those big guys are bottoms, I'm surprised. Yeah. Any number is surprising. Cause yeah. You would just you associate the big guy with like you know the top situation. Yeah. Uh, Hernandez' sexuality would of course not be relevant, save for the fact that an no intimate relationship he allegedly had with a male former high school classmate was at the center of. Oh, because all the way back to high school. That's yeah. what Odin Lloyd knew about. Okay. That's what I didn't get about it though, because okay. that would have came out. I would think so too, because he went he went through college. Yeah. He was playing and then during the trial and all that shit. That shit would have came out in the depositions and well, all that shit. Ernest Wallace. <clears throat> was like you were saying that's a, a great defense a co-defendant in the murder case told detectives he was a co-defendant he told detectives the victim had called Hernandez a schmooch schmoocher yeah which was taken by Hernandez and his companions as a gay slur schmoocher S-C-H-M-O-O-C-H-E-R I've heard that one yeah you fucking smoocher <laughs> Schmoocher, schmoochy. That sounds like some shit you like, say to somebody you in love with. That didn't sound like a schmoocher. Hey guys, Aaron Hernandez, great lunchroom shit. He's like, he's a. Did you know he's a schmoocher? <laughs> you mean, you mean queer? You mean? <laughs> you talking about queers? Schmoocher. <laughs> that new word for queers. <laughs> I had to kill myself. He called me a schmoocher, and I know gay people get bullied and kill themselves and. On and on, but that we're talking about. This is not what this is about. This guy's a fucking murderer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking murderer. Uh, the the guy Odin Lloyd called him a schmoocher, which was taken by Hernandez and his companions as and his fellow schmoochers as a gay slur. <laughs> Wallace was also recorded saying during a jailhouse visit with Tanya Singleton, Hernandez's cousin, that he would not have helped Hernandez get rid of the murder weapon, a crime for which he is now serving four and a half to seven years. If he had known Hernandez was a, quote, limp wrist, limp wrist, hmm. uh, multiple sources say. Singleton was accused of helping Wallace discard of Lloyd's murder weapon and was later sentenced to two years probation with one year under house confinement after pleading guilty. Maybe it was house music confinement. Um, Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. Gay club music. Uh, You're in my house now. <laughs> Oh, house music? Cool. I love house music. Oh house, oh, house arrest. Sorry. House confinement. Doodle brown. That's all you hear in his It's playing in his head. <laughs> Prosecutors in both Bristol and Suffolk County said Hernandez had promised to set up a trust fund for Singleton's children for her silence, but never did. Hernandez's allegedly, alleged longtime male lover, the high school friend, was interviewed extensively by authorities after Lloyd's murder and was forced to testify in front of a grand jury. So he showed up in, in the grand jury and testified. Law enforcement officials also say Hernandez moved a large yeah, amount of Yeah, but he would have to stay in the grand jury and say, I took that dick. Yeah. Right, stand. exactly. I, yes, I'm a smoocher. 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 They say Hernandez moved a large amount of money into three accounts shortly before his arrest for the Lloyd killing. One account was, was for his fiance. A second was for his daughter, trying to raise his daughter. The third, where the most money was moved, was for that friend. Hernandez's secrets 
went well beyond his sex life. According to the court testimony and police records, he, his brushes with the law for extreme acts of violence began when he was playing football at the University of Florida in 07. Hernandez, then 17, was identified as a person of interest in a double shooting. Then came a shooting in July 2012 when a Boston man spilled a drink on Hernandez but didn't apologize. Didn't offer to suck that dick either. Yeah. So, <laughs> prosecutor said that. <laughs> so, when it, once that happened, then, you know you got to die now. An enraged Hernandez said the same. Saw the same men later that night in the BMW. He leaned across a friend, Alexander Bradley, who he was driving. That was the one he just got acquitted on, mm-hmm. um, and he shot. Uh, he yelled at the occupants, "What's up now?" N words. Hernandez squeezed off five shots into the vehicle. Come give me that Bradley. dick. Two men died. A third was wounded. Hernandez was acquitted. What's up with that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> what that mouth do? Huh? What that mouth do? Nothing. Ka-ka. Where'd you get that first one? <laughs> Hernandez was acquitted in that case last week. After six days of deliberation, jurors refused to come comment on the verdict. Basically, they didn't know who pulled the trigger. Because um, his the guy who testified against him mm-hmm. was not a very credible witness. Yeah, he I was a piece of shit too. They caught yeah. him in a big lie and all that. Seven months after the Boston double murder, after a night at a Florida strip club in February 2012, Bradley says Hernandez shot him in the head, pushed him out of a vehicle, and left him for dead. Uh, Bradley refused to cooperate with police, but marked Hernandez for revenge. He testified on the stand in March 2017. I didn't want to cooperate with police. I wanted Mr. Hernandez's life. That threat apparently prompted Hernandez to surround himself with hard men from his gang past. I think hard that's men, why he killed himself. That hard men from his gang bang past. Banging <laughs> uh, in a little rock. Men like Ernest Wallace and Carlos Ortiz, who became Hernandez's co-defendants. And Thunderlips. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Indian from the village people. Uh, both men... So, he, so that's when he started hanging out with those dudes, and then he was with them when he killed Lloyd. Okay. okay. So he was going down yeah, to a lower class of them. people. Both men told investigators that Hernandez was the gunman in that killing, but it was the other information that Wallace offered about the motive that never made headlines, the fact that Lloyd knew Hernandez had a complicated sex life and could pass that information to his girlfriend, the sister of the Patriots player's <laughs> fiance. I don't think the sex life is that complicated. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, it don't seem complicated. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Pretty straightforward. Just, you know, come on over. Well, read some Bible verses and then, you and know. And then, you know. And blow each other. If you know what I mean, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bible verses, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, John, Mark, Luke, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You want to share that word? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was also well known that Hernandez was high on hydroponic marijuana the night Lloyd was shot and killed. Don't it's put the marijuana on it. Synthetic. That ain't got shit to do with shit. Synthetic marijuana, I think. And prosecutor said a joint... With his DNA, maybe it wasn't synthetic, uh, was found near Lloyd's body. So he threw a joint on the ground by Lloyd's body. Bradley told the court that Hernandez was a daily marijuana smoker and said he knew that because he was the NFL player's dealer. Investigators now looking at the claims by inmates at the correction center that Hernandez was smoking K2 synthetic marijuana as the night of his suicide. Yeah. Uh, That's how you can get in a joint. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird because he he was trying to write John 316 and he wrote John K2. Get some... (laughs) A brief fight over Hernandez's brain. Get some weed made in a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) 
a brief fight over his brain. Uh, his family sent his brain to be studied, actually. That's where now that's the center. next. This is what oh, they're gonna try to they're gonna try to get him off. Up. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna try and get some sympathy for him now. Well, he was he had CTE, so that's why he yeah. did all well, this. Well, that's it's not that he was a piece of shit. People or anything. have been known to change their personalities flip, yeah. and they become violent. They well, start beating up their spouses. He apparently would have gotten nice if his personality had flipped. He'd well, have turned into a nice guy. In high school, he was like a he got great grades and he wasn't in trouble. And he got to college, and now he's starting to be the tough guy. Starting hanging around with the Pouncy Brothers. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what they call it. Yeah. So I don't know. I you mean, got maybe Pouncied. <laughs> maybe you know the Pouncy Brothers were like big defenders of him. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, we don't know the facts yet. You don't know the facts yet. Oh, that your friend's a piece of shit. Right. Well, they're pieces of shit too. Though. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, shit rubs off, man. It's a fine line between piece of shit and just supposed super not, woke. Supposed like, to not make jokes about this motherfucker. Let's see through the break. bullshit, guys. Give me a motherfucking break. Speaking of that, you saw that the John uh, six dreams. Uh, so the Patriots went to. Um, That's the thing. He killed himself on the day they visited the. Yeah, White on House. the day they visited. I wonder if I that was, was just a coincidence. Yeah, I wonder if that was any significance. I, I doubt if he has that. If he has a type of. Machiavelli deviousness in his head. I well, he wrote that. three notes, so yeah. you would think that something would have been would have mentioned that I've, I was real. My former team is at the White House, and here I am in the cell. That probably would have been in the notes. We don't know what was in the notes at this point. No one has actually said, but there's apparently three notes. So on that day, though, while he's killing himself, you see that Brady didn't go though. Well, Brady's mother has breast cancer. Yeah, that's uh, he would have gone, I think. And he had to go to the Apple Store too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but you can pop over to the Apple Store if you're visiting your mother. You can't fly across country <laughs> yeah. and see the see the the president. You know, so uh, I'm still I'm still give no. I was telling Andy I had a I had a uh, I don't want to say a beef, but I did have a talk with a guy about it's Brady. Facebook thing. On Facebook about Brady. I said. Uh, Basically, to me, Brady's a piece of shit. He was campaigning for. Oh, I saw that. Campaigning for this piece of shit. But the thing is, I'm like, well, the, the the guy that I'm having this discussion with is like, well, he wasn't campaigning. I'm like, mm-hmm. when you put that hat in your in in your locker, you're campaigning. If you put a if you put a sign in your front yard, you're campaigning. You're doing it silently. Yeah. It's a subtle. You're very campaigning, subtle. Mm-hmm. But you're campaigning. That's why you put it on. That's why you put the sign there. That's why you put a bumper sticker on your car. That's what campaigning is. Now. You want to talk about the levels of campaigning? That's fine. Uh, I'll agree with that. He wasn't giving speeches. He wasn't like. Um, but don't. But don't say he's not. You know, because that's fucking stupid and childish. You don't have to say racist shit, but if you put a Confederate flag sticker on your car, and well, <laughs> you don't mind people that are people that do racist do and say racist shit. I know that. You know. So, but then this this cat that I was talking to, and he's an intelligent guy, and he's and he's trying to figure out a way. Basically, what he's trying to do is reshape reality to make it okay for him to root for Tom Brady. Because What's Tom also Brady is, because Tom Brady has shown himself to be either a piece of shit or someone who doesn't mind pieces of shit in his life, or someone who's just dense and doesn't really know much about the world. And I don't think which, he's. I don't think that's him. Which a lot of people put that on athletes. Yeah, like oh, he's just dumb jock. Yeah, you know? Tom Brady's not a dumb jock. That's stupid. That's he's a, stupid a smart thing player. To say. He's never carried himself as a dumb jock. If anything, people say the complete opposite of him. That he's he's a highly intelligent guy until until something like this comes along, and then you can just say, well, I mean, he just all he thinks about is football. He doesn't know other. Right. He's, I'm just focused on this week. It's it's on to Cincinnati. It's bullshit. That organization, organizationally, they they support Trump. Well, fuck them. 
I'm at that point in my life. Fuck anybody who supported this fucking guy. Uh, Robert Kraft, the owner, is a, his, mm-hmm. his buddy. That's his yeah. buddy. buddy. Yeah. Fuck, fuck all of them. That's I'm at that point. Fuck Tom Robert Brady. Robert Kraft is also buddies with Roger Goodell. Like, he has fuck. a lot of pieces of shit <laughs> as friends, apparently. Yeah. That's I just think what he Kraft does. said he's buddy with Trump because yeah, one of the biggest him. things, when, yeah, when his, didn't yeah. his wife die or something yeah. like that. Trump called him every day for a week. Trump mm-hmm. is a sociopath. He calls you every day for a reason to get you to endear you to him so that he can make some sort of deal with him later. Right. He's nice, fucking stupid. Ni- ni- nice funeral, Robert. These How are the owners feel? that have contributed to great service. To contributed to Trump. Uh, Jerry Jones, uh, Kraft, Dan, Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. Je- uh, Woody Johnson. Bob McNair, he owns the Texans. Shahid Khan, he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm like, yeah. Shahid, he wants to get your ass out of this country. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. Oh, okay. He's, he's well-spoken. Yeah. And articulate. Yeah. And he's the only uh, brown owner, right? Yeah. He's Indian. The president's been... Uh, Is yeah. there a black... There's no black owners. Because he wants to take the Jaguars to England. Yeah, he was going to move them. Yeah, though a defender of Khan during the presidential, though a defender of Trump during the presidential race, Khan has been more critical of the president. Pakistani by birth, Khan vocally Pakistani. opposed the president's ban on immigration from seven Muslim majority nations. This is this, these fucking people are so stupid. It's that same bullshit of I didn't realize he was going to do that. So you weren't listening to the shit he was saying, right? You didn't hear any of the shit he was saying. Well, he—that's the thing. A lot of people Morons. have had that moment since Trump got elected. Like I now don't support him. Right. Well, right. he's only doing everything he said. Caitlyn Jenner said that same bullshit in her little interview of, well, if you mess with my community, now I'm coming after you. I'm like, all right, Kate, Kate, what about my community? Right. You know, what about the what about the Mexicans he was maligning? What about the Muslims? You don't give a fuck about that community. But now you're in this community that you literally just joined, by the way. And he's not. <laughs> and I've been in that community's back corner longer than you. <laughs> He's not, uh, this is not a heel turn for Trump. Right. He said right. all this shit. It's right. not like he got in office and was like, people were like, oh, I didn't know he was going right. to flip like that. Like, I didn't, that's crazy. He didn't, he didn't talk like that on the campaign. That's exactly what he said. Right. And his backpedals on everything right. now isn't out of the norm either. Right. No. You know what I mean? That's what no. he does. That's what he did the whole no. time of his campaign. And I blame, I blame, I'm not letting black people off the hook neither, particularly the, yeah. the Russell Simmons of oh. the world. <laughs> the Russell Simmons of the world and the, and, and, and the, and the Al Sharpens of the world. Y'all were all friends with him, although Al kind of cut ties with him over the, over the Central Park Five. But Russell stayed friends with him. You know, you stayed friends with him during all the birther shit. You, you, you stayed, well, I mean, that's just... Difference of opinion. Different. It's not a difference of opinion. It's, it's Russell not a, did? Yeah, Russell Damn. was friends with him all the way up until he started talking crazy shit during the election. Yeah. But he's always been talking this crazy shit, but all y'all were friends with him. Yeah. You know, you were friends with him during that. You were friends with and now all of a sudden, you know. And I don't like when people you got to figure out a way to bend warp reality to fix it so it's okay that you root for Tom Brady. You know. I'm all you got to do is say I still like watching him play football. Yeah. And keep it moving. That's yeah. It. You don't you Split don't it down the middle. To, you say yeah. look, I I don't endorse Everything my favorite athlete believes or says right, right. In, in any sport, in any but position. Don't tell me I'm wrong for saying that the guy's a piece of shit, and don't tell me that he's he's not campaigning when he is. Right. Because now you're telling me that I'm stupid. 
And when you're the one who's being sued, because the line, the final thing he said to me was, was, well, you need to redefine, you need to define what campaigning is. I was like, no, you need to define what campaigning is. Well, that's all is. it is. I know what campaigning is. Each of you has a different definition of yeah. campaign. Yeah. Well, it's, it's strangely weird how his definition of campaigning allows his man to be off the hook. Right. But that's, but that's all it really is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, I get, you can say putting a hat in your locker, it, I define campaigning as going out and giving speeches and rallies yeah, and all that. which is bullshit. Which is, you know, how... When the media talks about campaigning, they don't say oh, on the campaign trail today. Someone yeah. put a sign up. Yeah, like, you know it's because everybody kind of recognizes <laughs> that that's what you do. That right. that is campaigning. That's campaigning. Putting signs up, putting signs in your yard, putting signs around. All of that is part of campaigning. You're supporting the movement. And to say it to say it's not is fucking. It's just fucking weak. <laughs> it's fucking weak. It's a it's a bending. It's a warping of reality. And that's a serious problem. Well, is, is this warping of reality now is a serious problem. But this is the thing that happens. We've all had situations, seen situations where our favorite athletes have done fucked up shit. Me as Charles Barkley. Right. Throwing people through a window, saying it. fucked up things. Charles Barkley is like my favorite player uh, of all time. Athletes who get busted doing when he's illegal yelling things. At a, yelling at a woman who got her kid got killed and he's yeah. chastising her? The fuck are you thinking about, Charles? But in general, we've people look the other way to a point on their favorite rock stars, mm-hmm. uh, on their favorite rap stars. Uh, they, this guy got in trouble. He got did something illegal. He screwed someone over. He hurt someone. He killed someone. Um, beat up his wife, whatever. And now he's back on the field. And Roman I'm Polanski, for him. right? Back on the field. So it's that's something we all do with our favorite people. If you're a huge Tom Brady fan, I'm I'm not even going to expect you to come back around. It's like someone defending their their brother or their son who commits an act of violence is like, well, why are you putting the camera in that guy's face? He's mm-hmm. going to say, I still love him. You know, you had the so, same people doing that shit with Cosby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I told I said on a podcast last week, I just had a discussion with a kid. I told the kid, stop doing that. <laughs> stop, stop. I mean, Chuck Berry got in trouble with the law, but, NBC. Yeah. but we all said good things about him when he died. Yeah. Michael Jackson, we all said good things about him when he died and we still yeah. look the other way on what he probably did. I know. So it's like yeah. that's all the Tom Brady thing is to me. Yeah. It's like you can just say, yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit, but I love yeah. watching him play. Say that, and that's my team. Don't warp reality. You know? I don't like that. I think the Redskins changed their name, but I call them the Redskins. Yeah, you know, and I still, I dance night is a piece of shit, but I still watch. Although I don't, watch, I'm on my phone more during games. I noticed right. that. Like I'm getting well, pushing me away. Get slowly. the get the red zone, and it's over. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> get I, the red zone. I'm trying to stay. You'll I'm, sit on the red zone all day. I'm trying to be in front of the TV less on Sundays. Oh no. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just, I, Your wife don't watch football. That's a problem. Right. And Sundays is the day we hang out. <laughs> Mine does. Yeah. So I'll have people well, over. You hang out on the Wait till football season. You ain't been in the house yet during football season. Yeah. I have people in and out of my house all day on Sunday. I'll watch the rest but of the like game. Like the grill up. Yeah. <laughs> like the grill up. People except for Andy. He never comes. But the, yeah. you know, the others. <laughs> but uh, but my wife doesn't. Like, I'll watch the rest. We'll plan our day around the Redskins game. But I'm not going to. I used to sit there and watch the 1 o'clock game, the 4 o'clock game, the night game. Check my fantasy scores all day, and I I don't do that anymore. And it's better, it's less exhausting to just just watch the Redskins game and move on and check the scores throughout the day. My wife's mother watches football. It didn't rub off. Her mother knows it watches college football, all that shit. Maybe that's why she doesn't want to watch it. Yeah, maybe Could it was be. pushback. Like yeah, you know, like screw you, mom. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> I do I do what I want. Yeah, I do what I want. It's football. <laughs> I what do you what gay? I want. <laughs> that's how they talk. <laughs> Well, they had that that kid who went and wrote the um, wrote the what's he doing? He's a little stanky leg. He's old. He's stiff anyway. My dog just stood up on the uh, on the on the hardwood floor and it 
back That's leg was like, oh, yeah. shit, I ain't ready yet. Slides out. Well, here's the thing. He's old, so it takes him a second to kind of get on his feet. And he's missing a toe on one of his back legs. Right. So <laughs> like he got into that cage of sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a little, he's a little high on the sparkle. So once, he's, once he's up for a minute, he's, uh, he, he limbers up. This football player went and um, – Went to the White House and with the Trump thing. Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, wrote the letter. Brissett. And I put up the uh, what? He's no, looking he's just, at us all he's suspicious. He's just readjusting. <laughs> um, he might want to go. I'll take him out between episodes. I was looking at it. Um, you know, so he wrote a letter to Obama. It was very nice. We all read it. He well, okay. So he's the Patriots' backup quarterback. Yeah, the third, the third. And he went to the he's White never House. Never going to see the field. And he took a picture on Instagram. He played last year, bro. Did he play? Yeah, yeah he did well. Did he win a game? I think he did win one game. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. He he went to, he went to the White House, took a picture, and posted on Instagram with this like "Thank you, Obama" mm-hmm. letter as the Instagram like caption or whatever. Yeah. So and here it is. Jacoby, the first black man to ever start a quarterback for the New England Patriots. Wow, really? I guess that's right. Come uh, on, bro, it's Boston. That's yeah. not a stretch. Well, I'm just just over the years. I'm just thinking. There's never. He's like a third string. There's never been a third string guy yeah. who got in for a few. I remember plays. now because the other cat or started a got game. busted up. And they had to bring yeah. him in. He started. He won, okay. Yeah, he won that game. Yeah. Uh, New England Patriots Super Bowl champions could not have been a more perfect guest for Donald Trump. Okay, well, let's get to it. This is think progress. They're going to throw shade. Um, among the many attendees, Jake Jacoby Brissett, the team's third string quarterback who guided the Patriots to two wins in three games early in the season, with Brady suspended and second stringer Jimmy Garoppolo hurt. That's why he started. Mm-hmm. Um, he made the trip to the White House and he posted this letter. Dear Big O, I'm writing you this letter to say <laughs> thank you. Honestly, I don't know enough about politics to judge what was good or bad, but I want you to know that I that, that when you said, yes, we can, a young man dreaming a dream from rough circumstances in Florida heard you. Brissett is a black quarterback in a sport where African-American men are a majority of the workforce, but less commonly entrusted with the keys to the offense. Black men who play under center have always faced racial racialized treatment. Back to his letter. You broke a barrier and a stereotype proving not every minority has to use a ball to make a way. As I prepare for the honor of visiting the White House, I will be there as Super Bowl champion, and I will think of you mainly because the White House is a different and better place because you lived there. Uh, P.S. Holla at me to help you with your broke jump shot. So it was a playful. Yeah. Playful letter, and um, he wanted to go well, to. I think his jumper's kind of wet. <laughs> Tell you the truth, Obama, uh, what I've seen. <laughs> and maybe Jacoby Brissett has a, was a, better, a better jumper, a wetter one. <laughs> yeah, he's younger, you know. Yeah. But anyway, that was his letter, and he went to the White House. Seems like he went because it's kind of like a museum. It is a museum essentially, mm-hmm. and he wanted to see where Obama lived. You know, Obama's old house. So should he have gone? I. I don't I have, have a problem with him going. I would ask. I th- I'm at the point now where I think we have to do w- as much resistance as we can, as much resistance as we can, and part of the resistance would be to to not go. I'm at that point now that uh, I think the situation is a lot more dire than people think, and I I that shit about we can end up in an irritated irritated wasteland i believe that now i don't think people believe that i don't think people believe that we can end up in a serious fucking war people don't believe it i don't i don't think people don't really care about what russia is trying to do to the rest of the world and how our president is in their hip pocket they don't believe that i decided today that if if you're on rt cuz i was thinking about that i was reading in that again the book on tyranny 
the last chapter is basically yeah. what the Russians have done to different to different democracies around the world, and a big part of that is RT television, Russia TV. And I was thinking about today. Listen, if you're on RT, and I know quite a few people who are on RT because they're based in DC, right? I don't want to fuck with you anymore. Well, the um, the English language one is based right. In, the American I arm. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with you because this is this is this is. It's a bigger thing than people seem to think it is. I think people think it's like, well, it'll just pass. And no, the things that are being laid down, the things that Jeff Sessions are doing now, and and um, the the retardation of civil rights, and and all the shit that's happening, and all the shit's going on. This fucking moron is in the office, and he has no idea what's happening. He's dropping the biggest bombs in history, basically to prove how big his dick is. And to me, it's it's much bigger. Than everybody, than than the media is letting on. It's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than people think. People think, oh, we'll just kind of march and blah blah. And it'll get. no, man, you better start getting serious about about your resistance. You better get fucking real with it. And so, I say that to say, it seems like a simple thing to just not go, but it's actually a big thing to not go bigger. And so bigger that's bigger. you telling him he should play his part in the resistance, basically. Yes. Having said that. When he says what he says about the reasoning he wanted to go and the reasoning he went, I don't doubt him. I don't, I don't doubt that 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 that's why he went. I would ask him why. He's a young he's a young man. He doesn't. That's what I. Put he's not in thinking about one. the shit yeah. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. because he's young. He's not thinking about it he's yet. Like twenty five ish. A couple years from now, he might be like, "Holy shit!" When the shit hits the fucking fan, he might wake up like CK did. Yeah. Well, and also the 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 bigger question for me is what. Do you resist by not going? He's not endorsing Trump's politics. His presence or lack of presence doesn't change the New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl and going to the White House. So, is there really something for him to push Actually, back on? Actually, yes. You, or is give, it a principled the, you argument? give a silent, a silent disapproval. It's a principled argument. You give a silent disapproval. It's not because no, you're not. No one's expecting them to like get right. up to the podium and say "fuck Trump." That's not right. going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. No but one's you, do, do that. you give a silent disapproval by not going. Yeah. Like this is what I, I think that this is so egregious that I can't I cannot in good conscience stand up on a podium next to you. I can't do that in good conscience. That's a silent disapproval, which I, in in some instances that's the best you're going to have. Well, you can is to be doing a silent disapproval. This because, like you say, you can't stand up on a podium and say "fuck." Trump. I mean, you could. You'd go down in history as a, one of the most infamous motherfuckers ever if you did that. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. Go, hey man, go, fuck uh, this motherfucker. Yeah. You go down in history, you might baby. Go down in a coffin. <laughs> but is it exactly. afterwards? Could it be considered an act of subversion, uh, even a subtle one, to go to the White to House to go and and stand there and make you, no, no, not to not even stand there, but to make your trip all about. Obama. Yes, and can you know, and, and I, which is to and, me that would be. I, I kind of took it that way. And then with you know, in a way, it can. That's why I say I would like to ask him. Yeah, you know, I don't. And again, like I say, I don't have a problem with you. I would have a problem if you did what we talked about in the previous one, where you try to warp reality into making it okay. Right. Then I got a problem because I think <laughs> you, you can't. Know? But he's not warping reality. He's saying the actual reality of yeah. This is this is the why, and this is what I'm doing this for, and and I had said that you know. For some of those people up there on that podium, they're up there out of fear because somebody somebody posted that, you know, well he's a third string quarterback and he's worried about getting cut. I said that's fear, so he's doing it out of fear. Well, it's not fear. Yes, it is. That's that's all it is. It's afraid of losing his job. Everybody does stuff out of fear in jobs literally every day. You just get used to it, so you don't call it fear anymore. But you do stuff out of fear. There's a thing, and the article came out about a month about a month ago that. American workers don't take PTO. 
personal time off, they just don't take pay it. Pay time off. They uh, pay time off. They do not take it. Sometimes PTOs, you have it. You got to use it by the end of the year. Yeah, use or it away. And, and you got to lose it. And they don't take it. They end up, they end up losing it. Well, the reason why they don't take it, and they had all these reasons. Why don't Americans take PTO? I'm like, because they're afraid they're going to get fired. This is a stupid article. You know what? They never said that in the, in the article. But that's the reason why. You're afraid you're going to get fired. We had a boss at E-Trade used to talk that shit about, shout out to Andre. We had a boss at E-Trade. <laughs> he's not the boss. He's not the boss who used to talk that shit about, well, you can never, don't ever be absent on Monday. Like, illness doesn't have a, illness doesn't work like don't that. Don't get sick. Don't get yeah. sick on, what, don't get sick on Sunday? Illness don't work like that. Illness don't care what the date is. You know, my kid gets sick. Illness don't care what the date is. A right. child's sickness don't care what the date is. Right. You sick, you sick. That's how it goes. I once drug my ass up to work with a. Uh, I got. Uh, I ate some cheese at the at that show at the Hyatt in Bethesda. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, I had food the, poisoning for a week. Yeah. And I drug my ass up to work. I just laid in bed all day Sunday and drug my ass up to work on Monday. And the only reason I drug my ass up to work is because I'm afraid of <laughs> of something happening to my job. I did the same thing. I went to work for three days with it's, a staph infection under uh, my arm. It's bullshit. <laughs> It's bullshit. You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be there, but you're afraid that you're going to lose your job. So this young man is afraid that he, if he doesn't go, that this Robert Kraft will just cut him. Cause now, Robert Kraft now to spin his. Now, this is not what he did, because I'm not saying that, that he did that. Because he didn't. Cause as he far said, as we know, there was no you have to go yeah, He said why he went. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. They never say that you have to but that would not leak come out. in on Monday, but we'd but like that would it leak out. would. Someone, yeah. someone through their agent would leak that to the press if Robert right. Kraft said this is a uh, mandatory right. trip to right. the White House. Because so. Martellus Bennett was like, I ain't going. Right. <laughs> I ain't going. But he's been vocal from, right. from the beginning. Uh, Bennett yeah. boys. And, um, he's been vocal. The other, uh, one of Long's kids who doesn't play Chris there Long. anymore. Chris was Long. Was like, I ain't going. New defensive end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I ain't going. You know? But look at what happened to the to the players because when uh, Kaepernick knelt, there was a lot of players, according to around the league, all the reporters were like, yeah, man, we're all going to do this shit because we all agree with him. And then when it came down to it, oh, no. They did it for a couple games. Yeah. And, oh, no. I'm yeah, not. well, people were losing sponsorship spots exactly. and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. fear. So you don't do it out of fear. But that's why that's why boycotts work is because the economic ramifications cause behavior to change. Right. Which but you is, can't boycott is, in the sports system. No, but I'm saying this is the, this is the the boycott is money makes people change. Mm. Right. And just like I don't want to lose my job means money will cause me to compromise. Right. In this situation, mm-hmm. so people use boycotts and understand the effectiveness of using economy. Right. But so do the people pushing the other way. Right. And so it's you know everyone's afraid. United mm-hmm. Airlines is, is afraid mm-hmm. that they're going to lose business and go bankrupt because Well, of they the weren't, they are now. <laughs> right. But it's but <laughs> they they're acting now. but the only yeah. reason they act is they're acting on fear. Right. Every right. across the board, that's a fear right. is a huge motivator right. across right. the board, right. you know. And so this guy, he's a third string quarterback, he's realized his dream. He thinks, okay, I'll do a little, I'll just go to the White House, maybe a little subtle. You know, you can't always rage against mm-hmm. the machine. Sometimes you got to nudge against it. Mm-hmm. And he's nudging against the machine a little bit. He doesn't know much about politics, according to him. Yeah, according to know? him, I have no reason to doubt. I so no for him, it was like, well, I want, I, I love Obama. I want to go see his yeah. the house. And that's why I've never been there. I've never been to D.C. That maybe. could be inspiration yeah. for him moving yeah. forward. And like, right, right, right. Yeah, so I have, no reason, I have no reason to doubt him. I have no reason then after to, you see I how just, Sarah Palin in the Mac, he makes him look awesome. It makes him look like, like right. he's the truth. And they're fucking... They're putting bunny ears behind Hillary. They're just, I mean, let's be face. honest. Let's be honest. What they, let's just say what they really are. They're just white folks 
doing white shit. That's all it is. That's white all trash, it was. Mount Rushmore. It's not even white <laughs> trash. It's just there are a lot of white people who who agree with them. Who they look at them. Yeah, and go, but in that yeah, picture was Ted Nugent, yeah. Kid Rock, and yeah. Sarah Palin. Yeah. Those yeah. are the people that are in the fucking White House. But here's what they'll say: Well, he had Jay Z in the White House. So, yeah, so Jay Z was. Remember when Common got criticized? Tuck, yeah. Yeah, common. One of the more, more than one of the more woke of us. Yeah, <laughs> just up there talking to Charlie's talking to a, talking to Obama about daughter raising daughters. Charlie's daughter. I'm raising a daughter too. Hey, Barack. I'm Charlie's daughter. Hey, I've been saying that that's what this election was all about. That that video of of Barack walking down. I call him Barack now. Of Barack walking down the aisle dancing next to Usher. That's what this election was all about. We don't want that in our White House. That video of all those black people. With their hands in the air while that DJ was playing. We don't want that in the White House. What they want is the Kid Rock, fucking hillbilly, Ted Nugent, piece of shit Ted Nugent. That's what we want in the White House. A piece of shit who threatened the life of Hillary Clinton. That's what we want in the White House. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's that's who we want. It's just... Well, it's just... We talked about that. It's just a double standard. Yeah. I don't... It hurts to just even talk about it. Yeah. It's It's very painful. It's like... uh, It's it's so obvious. Yeah, right. So it's fucking, just so fucking, so fucking obvious. obvious. Like you don't even want to joke about it. You and we're not supposed nothing. to talk about it because like, if we do, we're the ones who are. Yeah, like just leave it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and bullshit. Leave the fuck alone. Move forward. Fucking bullshit. You had your chance. Now it's our turn. It's our turn to to return back to what what we what really. It's your turn. It's your turn. You piece of shit. It's just like the double standard. Like what was I watching yesterday? This is way off. Oh, it was a commercial. I haven't. I don't watch a lot of TV, and I saw fucking Teen Moms commercial. Mm-hmm. OG. But you don't never see no no black teen moms on that show. I have never mm. seen one, have no. you? I don't really. I've never, really, watch I've never watched close closely. But they're show, celebrating but. the shit out of well, these you girls. You have sympathy for you have sympathy yeah. for the white girl. You have sympathy for the black girl. Mm-hmm. Swag you know. surfing at the White House. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. I mean, it was a hot picture. It was hot when he's walking and, and dancing next to Usher. It's hot. Oh, okay. I remember. Yeah, that, yeah. that that's one. in the it's inside the White House. Yeah, that's what they're mad about. That oh, right they there. are hella mad about that's that. That's what they're mad about. That. That. They don't like that. They don't like us being a part of it. They don't like us, and by us, I mean us <laughs> doing that. They don't, they don't like that. Yeah. This, this country don't like that. They want us to be in our place, and our place is underneath them. I mean, it sounds harsh coming out of my mouth, but it's the simple truth of it. It's the simple truth of it. Now, they'll never say it, but that's what it is. Jeff Sessions will. So I live in a country now where a guy who's a step away from being a Klan member is is the head of the Justice Department. How safe do you think I feel? How safe do I think I feel for Dominic or my cousin Troy or my little brother? Right. <laughs> you know, who lives in Texas. I think, I, you think I don't worry about him every day. He lives in Austin, though. So he lives it's in Austin, like, so he's fine. It's kind of like an oasis. <laughs> Austin's cool. It's really progressive. He guitar. Oasis, yeah, they can get know? sushi in Austin. <laughs> and a hip-hop rock band. <laughs> My brother is a yoked up kid. You think you think I don't worry about him getting pulled over by police? And well, I worried just, about that when I got lost standing, coming to Andy's house. <laughs> just standing. <laughs> and I knocked on this old white lady's door, and she was like, "What the fuck is going on right Sorry, now?" Sorry, what? Hello? <laughs> I don't even know why I said. Does Andy live here? I <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Listen, I'm trying to let me put my shoulders down. I'm in my workout her, clothes you're and kick shit." Her in the chest, yeah. boom. <laughs> you shouldn't have opened up that door, bitch. <laughs> Now he knows we have nice things. He's gonna come back. She had that old people bobblehead going on too. Like, oh, I was like, oh fuck. Shit, oh, you get. There's a lot of don't tread on me license plates around here. Oh, there's, you, I'm you, sure. there's some I, guns. I make some fun about 
Have you ever seen the landscaper who has a Confederate flag on the side of his car? Around here, no. Yeah, you'll see it. No. Just on the side of the car. It's on the side. Of, it's, it's, I don't know if it's Confederate flag landscaping or whatever. but this. <laughs> Rebel landscaping. Yeah, yeah. Your grass will rise again. <laughs> and then we'll cut it. And then we'll cut it. That's our guarantee. Yeah, it's a fucking big old pickup truck, and then emblazoned on the side is a fucking Confederate. Of course, flag. of course. Yeah. But he, you know, he loves all people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure of that, right? Does well, that's he? Uh, that's kind of campaigning, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a campaign. We're hour moment. and a half, by the way. Yeah, let's wrap this one up, and then we'll talk about Bill O'Reilly on the next sure one. We'll one be talking about Bill O'Reilly on the next one, people. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We yep. enjoy bringing it to you. Buy my album. Ramble about nothing. Vintage. Vintage. Uh, it should be out. If you're listening on Monday, it'll be out tomorrow. Starting Tuesday this week, mm-hmm. it's actually for sale. No pre-sale. Actually for sale. iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby. You can stream it on Spotify, Pandora, Title. Google Play has it for sale. Uh, Andy Klein, Vintage. Look it up. It's vintage. All there. Yeah. Got me thinking about Popeyes. I think I'm about to eat that for dinner tonight. Yeah. Before we head out. Before we head out. That got me thinking about that now. All right, people. Uh Thanks so much. Give me your social stuff, Dom, so they can get at you. Um, Instagram, Big PR Nerd. I'm leaning back off of Facebook. So just hit me up on Instagram at Big PR Nerd. And, uh, not Puerto Rico Suave? No. Maybe Puerto- I'll, uh, let me see if that's taken. If it's not taken, I might do a switch <laughs> real quick. You think someone else thought of that? There's no way anyone else could have ever thought of that. But I guarantee you I'll be Puerto Rico Suave 29. <laughs> <laughs> 382. <laughs> So you guys come on back. Also, Puerto Rico Suave. Yeah, come on back on Monday. You know where all of our stuff is. Y'all be sure to rate us and review us on Stitcher and iTunes. We need, and uh, we if need you do them. get my album on Amazon or iTunes or anywhere, also review it, please. Only if it's positive, but also just give me five stars. Hook it up because that helps with the algorithms and getting algorithms. it in people's faces and all that stuff. Right, right. Let's get Andy number one on the iTunes chart. Let's try yeah. to push it. Let's I'm try to push to, that. So y'all do y'all's parts. I'm an independent artist and need all the help I can get, guys. Uh, here's here's um, Matt Taibbi for White America. It's happy days again. Jeff Sessions rolls the clock back on civil rights enforcement. And this is why I'm going to close the podcast by saying this. If you voted for some third party candidate or you voted for a Jill Stein or you voted for or you're still a Bernie Sanders supporter. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> And then there the CeeLo song, song starts playing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> or there we go. Because you now have been part of the problem of now my, I'm not even going to start. You, my fucking, you motherfuckers. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck you. Aaron Hernandez says, John 316, <laughs> suck this dick. <laughs> and fuck you, you your selfish bullshit. Fuck you. That's a good way to end, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I, know. I don't know if we've ever done that before. <laughs> good way to end. It's Maybe once. Yeah. So, with all that, I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Dominic Rivera. Puerto Rico Suave. And we're three guys on. We are out. We are out.